I've passed up 12 meals already. This is time to eat right now as I speak. And, you know, very soon I'm going to be smelling that wonderful pork smell of just slow cooking pork all day. But yeah, it's a test. It's when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, when I'm suffering, can I still be the man I say I am? Or do I need to have a full belly? Do I need to be happy? Do good things need to be happening to me for me to be a nice person? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father Podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. I am three days into a fast. If I hit 6.30 p.m. tonight, I will be at 72 hours. And I might just keep going. We'll see. Right now, I feel pretty good. And that's the thing about goals is we make them when we feel pretty good. And then whenever the shit hits the fan or we get hungry and tired or sick or things don't go our way, our, our goals can shift. We kind of adjust the goal lines and negotiate with ourselves. So I made this goal after a guy in my group who joined us four or five months ago said, hey, I think I'm gonna do a 24 hour fast. And fasting isn't a regular part of our program. It's you're not required to fast or anything like that. But guys are now in the zone of challenging themselves and pushing themselves. So one guy said, hey, I'm gonna do 24 hour fast I've never done before. So I said, let's do it. I'll do it too. And then five or six other guys started to join. And now we've got a large group of people all fasting. So I decided to make mine three days. And this is what, Tuesday morning. I started Saturday nights, so we went Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday, Monday to Tuesday now, and kept my routine the same each morning. Um, still woke up at 3.45, went to the gym, did my workouts. Definitely had less energy for my workouts, but I still wanted to keep that routine the same so I can stay disciplined, keep my non-negotiables non-negotiable. Still been working my business, had sales calls, brought a guy on this morning, um, still did my brotherhood calls, very kept my energy and passion up. And I'm pretty happy with that. Because this is intentional suffering. We talk about that a lot is forcing ourselves to do things that make us suffer. But why? Why suffer? That doesn't sound good. Why wouldn't I rather just be happy and eat more and drink more and sleep more and treat myself more? Why wouldn't I want to just do that? because that's where misery comes from. It sounds good. The people with those messages want you to buy things from them, like Coke, McDonald's. Not that I haven't indulged a lot in that in my past. I used to work at McDonald's and I took advantage of that 50% discount. And I can tell you the McDonald's double cheeseburger to this day, still goddamn delicious. So there you go. But I know that if I just said, hey, Chris, just go treat yourself. You know you want it. You know you'd feel good if you ate that double cheeseburger and had a milkshake or, and then went to Chick-fil-A and had their chocolate chip cookies and then went to the pizza place you love. Man, wouldn't you just be happy if you had all this mouth pleasure? <laughs> Weird way to put it, but I, I know. N yeah, for, the, for an instant, I would, I would feel good. You know, you would get that feeling. You get the same feeling as with any vice. Now, you know you shouldn't really do it, but you just say, ah, F it. And you eat it or you drink it or you smoke it or you inject it, whatever it is for you. 
or you turn on the computer and you say, ah, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And you indulge yourself. You make yourself feel good right then for that vice. And then it passes and then you don't feel so good. And why is that? Like, let's, let's dig in there. And I'm going to dig in myself. Like, why is it that you don't feel good when you give yourself a lot of stuff, right? Whenever you celebrate yourself all the time, when it's just always celebration after celebration, I deserve this, I deserve this, I deserve this weekend, I deserve this vacation, I deserve to just relax and cut myself a break. How come, at least for me and a lot of guys I talk to, that's where misery comes from. Like, why is that? But then how come, like today, you know, I'm three days into my fast, as I speak, my stomach is churning, but I also feel at peace. I also feel very clear-headed. However, if I stumble on my words and I say something stupid, it's because I'm fasting. You know, I, I had a call with a guy this, mor this morning and brought him into our program while I was starving and not thinking as clearly as I normally am whenever I'm not fasting. And, you know, I've been up since 3.45 a.m., went to the gym. It's 23 degrees here in Pittsburgh. Did my routine. Like, how come right now I feel amazing and feel great? Like, I have that fire within me. It's because I'm, for me, it's because I'm doing something exciting. It's because I'm doing something that is challenging. If I just came from lunch and I just had some steak and rice, which is, I love having flank steak and rice for lunch. If I just did that and I had a full belly, I wouldn't feel the same. I'd feel physically better. I would feel more content with myself, but I wouldn't have the same fiery feeling within me. I wouldn't have the same confidence. I wouldn't feel as powerful because I'm in the midst of a battle right now. I'm battling myself and I love it. I am going to put in uh, pork. My wife um, got us like a pork shoulder and I love pulled pork, man. I've got a smoker in my backyard. So it's actually my pizza oven. My, I've had smokers in the past, but my pizza oven is the absolute best smoker I've ever had. Put the door on it, throw some logs in. It's amazing. So I love pulled pork. I'm a meat snob. And my wife said, hey, I bought this pork shoulder. Can you put it in the crock pot for us for dinner tonight? Are you sure you'll be okay? I don't Because I know you're fasting. I don't want you to be smelling that all day. Are you going to be able to do that? I was like, yeah, bring it on. This is I'm like right now, man, I got burning in my stomach. This is I've passed up 12 meals already. This is time to eat right now as I speak. And you know, very soon I'm gonna be smelling that wonderful pork smell of just slow cooking pork all day. But yeah, it's a test. It's when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, when I'm suffering, can I still be the man I say I am? Or do I need to have a full belly? Do I need to be happy? Do good things need to be happening to me for me to be a nice person? When my son comes to me and needs something from me, is my reaction to him going to change based on my circumstances? So do I need things to be going my way to provide warmth and light to my family? We always talk about being the lighthouse in my program where we are indestructible. That is our goal. We are, it doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter what the water is doing. If it's cold outside, storming, there's a hurricane coming in. 
we are the lighthouse. The Father is the lighthouse. He cannot be moved. He is always lighting the way. So that means when the weather is bad, whenever you're emotional, when you have a bad day at work, when you come home and you're stressed out, when you're tired, when you're fasting, whenever bad things happen, you just got a big fight with your wife, who are you? Are you still the same guy? Or does your external circumstance dictate the way you're going to show up? And that's why I'm fasting. It is to test myself. It's to train myself. It's to test and to train, to practice. But this is intentional. I don't have to be fasting right now. I could be 12 meals in, 6,000 calories higher on my weekly calorie count. But I'm choosing to deprive myself so that I can practice being in this suffering state and still show up for my family. And I can tell you, this has brought on many lessons for myself. I've been writing them down, sharing them with my guys in the group. And we're all kind of talking about our experience and what we're learning from it. Because I believe that you can pull wisdom from the universe and from your life if you are looking for it. But it doesn't happen in pleasure. It happens in suffering. And when I say pleasure, I don't mean, for example, your daughter getting married and you're at her wedding. Because I think you can obviously pull lessons from that. I'm saying you know, you find a Snickers, you find a Snickers bar in your pantry and you eat it real fast, that kind of pleasure. Or having three glasses of whiskey at the end of the night because you're stressed out, that kind of pleasure. I'm saying you find pleasure jumping in a cold plunge in the winter, going in the sauna for 30 minutes, running faster than you ever have, lifting more weight than you ever have, doing things that you thought were impossible fasting when you've never skipped a meal before like you've never gone two or three hours without food and now you're doing a 24-hour fast you didn't believe that was possible and now it's possible for you you've proved to yourself that you can do something difficult and now that you've done something difficult you have a memory of yourself doing something difficult and now you are more confident you're powerful and you're more prone to do difficult things in the future that don't require a safety net and that's what you want. You want to feel that feeling of power. You want that feeling of confidence and fire. You want to feel alive. And safety doesn't bring that. Always playing everything safe doesn't bring that. And that fire leaves us the older we get if we do not continually challenge ourselves. And that's why I'm fasting. So some of the lessons that I've learned through this fast have been, I think about food a lot a lot. Even when I'm eating perfectly healthy and nailing my macros, I'm still thinking about food all the time. Like, when's my snack? When's my meal? And for me, I eat five or six meals a day, so it's every couple hours I'm eating. My, I go to the gym at 4 a.m. I'm back by 5.15, so my wife can go to her CrossFit class. And right then, I'm slurping down a protein shake. So I start eating at 5.15. I'm done eating at 7 p.m. Just all day is eating. And then a lot of planning goes into it because we meal prep. And I've got all my containers out, so I'm weighing food, I'm cutting food, I'm preparing it correctly, making sure that it's healthy for me, making sure I have enough for my family. Sometimes I'm making different meals for my family than myself. And it's a, a lot of my life revolves around food. And whenever I'm intentionally not eating it, I begin to realize how much of my life revolves around food and how much I'm thinking of it and how much I'm using it as an escape from stress. So the, you know, I think it was yesterday, yesterday, Something a little inconvenient and annoying happened to me. And um, 
it was, it was a time waster. Something happened that wasted my time. And I was really annoyed by it because out of anything that annoys me, wasting time and seeing like my life float away crushes my soul. I hate it. You know, I time block the night before throughout the day. I check off everything I do. I've got every little 30 minutes marked in green. So I'm efficient with, with my time. And whenever it's wasted, it really gets to me. And this particular person wasted an hour of my time. So I was stressed out. I was frustrated. I was annoyed. And as soon as I was done with them, I said to myself, I can't wait to go upstairs and eat lunch. And then I said, oh, yeah, you still have another day and a half where you're not eating because I was in the middle of my fast. I said, huh, this food was going to be that escape from the stress for me. And then that same situation happened maybe 10 more times that day where I was bored. I said, uh, is it snack time? Even if it was, you know, if I would just be on my regular meal plan, having like chicken and rice or protein shake or a Greek yogurt, like if, even if it's something like that, I still was looking forward to it a lot. Like I was saying, oh, is it snack time? You know, I, I worked for an hour and a half. I'm a little stressed out. Let's get, let's put something in my mouth. Could be a drink. Could be, could be food. And now that I'm three days in, it's just not getting that, not getting that, depriving myself, depriving myself. And right now, I would love to be eating something. I would love to be eating something right now. But it's telling myself, no, you can't have it. No, you can't have it. And why does that make me feel better than just indulging? Well, I think part of it is because I'm proving to myself that I'm strong. I'm proving to myself that I'm in control of myself. Because whenever we do indulge in the McDonald's or the whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing, that you are ashamed of after you do it, after you indulge in that, you feel bad about yourself. And then you're like, damn it, I didn't want to do it. Now I did it. And then after you do it, you say, well, I'm not going to do it again. But part of you knows that you will do it again. And that is the scary thing. That is the part that weakens you. That's the part that kind of takes a little bit of your willpower and soul because you understand that you are not in control of yourself. You told yourself you wouldn't do a thing after you did it. And then situations happen in your life. You know, the universe presents this exact same situation that caused you to indulge in the first place. And then it's like you're just a mouse in a trap. You can't get out of it. You just end up doing it again. And then you do it again. You feel ashamed and you say, damn it, I'm not going to do that again. And then time passes and the exact same situation happens again. And then you find yourself doing it again. And eventually you realize, oh my goodness, I am not in control of myself. So that is a, real, a very weak and scary feeling to have. So whenever you are doing hard things that prove that you are the one in control over your body, you know, your will is unbreakable you are that lighthouse, then you start to feel powerful and you feel strong. That's why doing a fast feels so good. It's because my body wants nothing else more than to just eat. And even right now I'm saying, man, you've done two and a half days. You've only got six or five more hours now. You've only got five more hours. Just end it five hours early. Why is that so bad? You've proven it. You've proven to yourself. But, it's, but I'm saying, no, you can't have it. You can't have what you want. 
No body. You can't have what you want. Because nothing chaotic and crazy is happening in my life right now. Like there's no disaster happening. There's no natural disaster. No one's extremely sick. No one got injured. Things are pretty level. Things are great, but there's no disaster happening. So if I can control myself when I'm in this deprived state, when the disaster does come, I'll be able to control myself because I'm practicing it right now. These are getting reps in. This is like going to the basketball court and shooting a thousand layups. I'm doing, I'm doing my own little practice session with myself right now. Because over the last couple of days, I've had a lot of situations where that could have happened, where I could have been irritable. On Sunday, this is the first day of my fast, we spent the entire day out with family, downtown Pittsburgh, looking at the, there's a huge Christmas tree. We were looking at that. We went to all these little shops. We went ice skating. And my family really needed me at that point. We went, there's an ice skating rink around the tree in the middle of the, of the market square. And my daughter has never ice skated before. My son forgot how to ice skate and my wife can't ice skate. So it was my job to get out there and show them both how to ice skate and not think about myself. So this is whenever I'm extremely hungry. The, the first day was the worst probably. I was, my stomach was growling. There's all this amazing German food everywhere, like soft pretzels and baklava and all this ethnic, amazing food that smells so damn good in the wintertime. Like, I don't know if you guys have it where you are, but around us, there's always someone at every fall or Christmas festival selling these bags of like hot, like cinnamon sugar walnuts and they're just like roasted and smell. You can smell them for miles. So those, of course, were out. And since I'm fasting, my smell sense is like as superheroes. I can smell everything. So all these things I'm depriving. And my kids, right before we went ice skating, got a giant soft pretzel from this little German uh, market that was there, which smelled amazing, of course. So I'm being tempted by all these things. And then we go ice skating and they just need me 100% of the time. There's no time for me to kind of take a couple laps and just feel the wind in my hair. It's my daughter. If I don't have my hands on her, she's going to fall on her face. My son completely forgot how to ice skate. So I had to reteach him. And I told my son on the way there, I said, I'm going to have to spend all my time with Lauren because she's brand new. And I did the same thing for you when you first started. So now it's Lauren's turn. I need to spend my time with her. And he said, okay, dad, no problem. So I started spending all my time with Lauren and then saw Nathan was struggling. So I still helped him some, but not as much. And then 30 minutes in, he goes, dad, you're not helping me out at all. You're spending all your time with Lauren. I said, nah, it's not true, Nathan. I'm, I am helping you, but I told you I'd be spending most of my time with Lauren. And then after he said that, I tried to split my time 50-50 because they both needed me. Um, Nathan eventually started skating by himself well, but I had to take maybe 10 laps with him, holding his hand or holding on to him, coaching him how to get up off the ice, coaching him how to push his, his ice skates into the ice so he could move forward instead of you know standing up straight and falling back, Showing, teaching him lessons about it's okay to fail, it's okay to fall down, look around you, everyone is falling down, everyone is failing. You, if you want to learn how to ice skate, you're going to have to just accept that you're going to fall down 100 times. So all these lessons I had to teach to Nathan to get him back being comfortable ice skating. It was basically, you have to be okay falling down. If you're not okay falling down, you're never going to learn how to ice skate. Look around you. All these people are falling down and they're getting back up. You can do the exact same thing. So to teach him these very important lessons, he eventually got it and did much better at the end than when he started. But Lauren was brand new. 
she's a very athletic girl. She's extremely confident, very independent, but um, she needed my help from the very beginning. So I had to take her by the hand and, you know, just when you're on the ice for the very first time with ice skates, they go out in front of you. You don't understand that you need to be bent forward a little bit. You can't feel your weight. You don't get pushing off the ice. So her, was just 24 seven holding onto her, skating around the ice, just getting her used to being on the ice. We'll go back another time and teach her some other basics. But for now, it's just getting comfortable being on the ice, making sure she had fun and not making it a negative experience for her. Because if my intention during that time was to make her some Olympic all-star ice skater, she'd get upset, frustrated, angry, and she'd never want to ice skate again. So just like your kids are starting jujitsu or anything for the very first time, the beginning, it has to be just fun. It has to be, all right, I enjoy the environment I'm in. Because I like the environment I'm in, maybe I'll, I will put forth some more effort and be invested in this. So that was the goal for Lauren is she just has a good time. So I was being goofy. I was having fun with her. I was making fun of myself. I was falling down. She was falling down. And it was just get her comfortable so she likes being on the ice so that the next time I take her out, maybe – She's a little more willing to try some things on her own. So these are the lessons I'm teaching Lauren. And then I look over at Nathan. He's falling down. He's getting upset and frustrated. So I have to keep on going back between the both of them, teaching them the physical lessons of ice skating, but also the very important, deeper lessons of success and failure and trying new things in your life. Because these, these lessons, we, everyone listening needs to go through. It's, I want to start a business, but I'm scared. Am I okay falling down? I want to invest in myself, but I'm scared. Am I okay if I fall down? You know, I want to ask this girl out on a date. I want to have a hard conversation with my wife, but I'm scared. Am I okay if I fall down? And if you're not okay falling down, you will never learn to ice skate. You will never learn to continue. So all these very important lessons are happening with me and my kids. And the focus couldn't be on me and my fast and my deprivation. The focus had to be on them. That's where the training comes in. That's what I'm practicing for. It's I am suffering, but my family needs me. Am I going to be miserable and quiet and shut down because I'm hungry? Because my circumstances aren't perfect for me? Because the stars didn't align? No, I was out there dancing. I was falling on my, on my face. I was joking around. I was making them feel great. So that was what I was practicing. I was practicing being the father I want to be when the chips are down. So how did I get the chips to be down? I forced it upon myself. I said, no, you can't eat. And you can do that in a bunch of ways. We do that by getting up early. We do that by going to the gym every single day, making it non-negotiable, by going to a bar crawl and not drinking, by going to a family party and not just shoving your face with dessert by intentionally depriving yourself of the things that you used to indulge in and say, man, I'm, I'm suffering right now, but I don't need it. You just release yourself from the thing that had control over you. It's, I don't need that anymore. Like I don't, food doesn't have that control over me. The sweets, the alcohol doesn't have the control over me. I don't need these things to be me. Who am I? Am I a guy, like if I need cookies and candy to feel good, then who am I? Am I me or am I someone who's attached to food? What if you're, you know, what if you're in the middle of the desert and you have nothing around you? You've got, you've got, you've got nothing. 
who are you? That's the question that, you know, I'm trying to find in the midst of this fast and that we're all trying to find whenever we make ourselves suffer. Suffer. It's who are you when you don't have everything? Can you still show up? Can you still be the man that you say you are? And that's why we practice the suffering. So one of the lessons was, I think about food a lot. Another one was, I don't need food to be the man I want to be. I can, while I'm suffering, I can still be a giving selfless father because the, the temptation is to be very selfish whenever I'm fasting or suffering. It's to make it all about me. It's to only talk about fasting. It's to only talk about the pain and look at me, look what I'm doing right now. Look at how great I am, like I'm doing to you guys, but with my family. You know, they come home from, my wife comes home from work. My kids just want to hang out with me. They don't want to hear about me and what, and the struggles I'm going through. I, that's not my point of existing right now. My point of existing right now is to, is to serve them. It's to lead them. It's to be giving. It's to, to give them what they need in life right now. So I have to build myself into the kind of guy who can infinitely give and not need things that why the chips can always be down, but I'm still giving and serving my family. That's the goal right now is to build myself into that person because it's so goddamn important right now. My son is about to turn 10. My daughter just turned eight. They need a father like that. Chips will be down at some point. That's life. That's the cycle. Chips are up. Chips are down. It's going to happen. And they need me to be there for them no matter what. So that's why I'm fasting. So I came away with four distinct lessons from fasting. I've kind of alluded to some of them. One is I think about food a lot. So I need to understand the importance that it has on me. The other one was I can still fill my family with fire and joy while I am suffering. And I found that out by intentionally doing it to myself. I remember being on a huge cut whenever I had my first physical transformation. And it was months of having very, very low carbs and low energy. And I remember, my wife said, man, you were so happy and energetic during that time. I said, huge win, huge win. I'm still showing up for my family while I'm not getting the things that I want. So I can still show up for my family and be selfless whenever I am suffering. Third one is suffering can make me selfless instead of selfish. Because if I don't even have the opportunity to indulge, then all my focus is on other people. We had, we've been obviously eating family meals. We're having dinner as a family every time. And my wife always is concerned about me. And she says, she's like, babe, just sit on the couch and watch some TV and we'll eat dinner. So you're not tempted and you don't have to see us eat. But every single night I've been saying, no, I want to be there because I want to, I want to prove that I don't need food, that food doesn't have that control over me. What? Because I'm smelling and seeing food. I'm going to be a worse father. I can't handle it. No. So I've been sitting at the table. I grabbed the would you rather game and I was being a little host for them. I was reading them questions, telling stories, acting goofy, laughing, smiling, filling them with joy while I'm smelling their food and watching them eat. And this is, you know many hours into my fast. Once again, training, practicing. What if something horrible happens down the line someday? I still want to be there. Light, being a light, being a warm light for my family. I still want to be there. This is practice time. Fourth one is food is a pacifier to stress. 
that's what it was for me that first day whenever the or yesterday i think it was whenever that annoying stressful thing happened man i just wanted to eat i'm stressed out i want to eat i'm bored i want to eat time has passed i want to eat it's the thing that gives us immediate pleasure that takes us into this little fantasy world for just a moment it's like sleeping instead of getting up into the cold early morning hours to go to the gym it's why would i leave this warm comfortable bed and go suffer in the cold why would i do that it's so nice and warm right now and we have that horrific battle we have to play with ourselves of reason logic temptation the it's if you ever seen lord of the rings it's like you know holding on to that ring my precious or letting go of it i feel like the bed the pillow is that ring it's like it's saying no stay here you are mine and we're saying no let go of me i want to go i want to move on with my life i want to be free of you so um i was stressed out those couple days from this you know daily stress that we all go through and throughout the day just kept on saying to myself yeah i want to have a little snack it's time for lunch it's time for breakfast it's time for dinner let me just go eat some beef jerky let me have a protein bar let me have a protein shake let me make some make some eggs real quick and even though those are pretty healthy foods they still provide an escape so that's why i am fasting is to take all that away from myself to find out who i really am to find out who's on the inside and my goal is tonight 6 30 it's 1 right now it's about five more hours we'll see I, i'm supposed to be coaching basketball tonight We'll see if I just keep on going till tomorrow or if I have food. Either way, it's a win for me. I'm not putting any strict pressure on myself to where I have to go to four or five days or if I just call it quits tonight. We'll see what happens. So that's what I've been going through, guys. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. If you ever want to talk to me, um, you can send me an email. I've been checking my emails more often now. You can DM me on Instagram. Happy to talk with you there. And we can chat about anything you want. Talk to you soon, guys.